your parents, your grandparents, the economy, your demographic, everything that you have lived through up until this point right now has shaped you into the person that you are. And so you sit there right now, everything that you have been through has formed you and what you believe and how you think and how you act right now is all because of your past, okay? But what happens is we don't realize, and this is how we, we often live, is that we just let our past perpetuate our future, which means I, because of my life, I'm going to live this way. But one of the powers that actually God gives us is that your past does not determine your future. It can, but it does not. It's decisions that we make determine our future and how our life will look and how we will live out things. Okay. So with that concept, I want to say that we have the same relationship with prayer. And so all that you know about prayer, all that you believe about prayer, all that you might understand about prayer has shaped the way that you sit there praying today. And very often, it means that we have a certain particular way, and this is how I find myself guilty. This is how most of us pray. Somebody's like, hey man, they WhatsApp you. I'm going through a really difficult circumstance. Could you pray for me? What do we do? Praying hands? Praying. And then we probably go like this. Cool. And then we carry on with our day. And what we do is, in our head, we're like, God, would you help Lucas this morning? And we, we start to, we can so easily have a relationship with prayer where it's inside our heads all the time and it's not actually spoken out, but it's just what we live out in our heads. And so it's like we, we go through the day and it's like, oh, I don't, I don't have these dedicated times of prayer. I live in a constant state of prayer. And what that means is we're driving in our car, listening to worship, just thinking about stuff. And we get to where we're going, we're like, yo, I had a powerful prayer time with, with Jesus. And I want to show us that, I know that that seems super comfortable, and I like to claim that as my prayer life, that actually there is something that, and Jesus taught his disciples a different way. That actually, there is a way to pray, and there is a how to pray. And so we can start there in Luke 11, verse 1 to 4. Remember, Jesus has done miracles. He's done incredible things. His disciples have access to him, and they can ask him anything, and this is what they ask him. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. And remember, the life of a disciple is to follow him, watch him, learn from him, become like him. That's the role of a disciple. And so Jesus is praying in a certain place, and when he is finished, his disciples approach him. One of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. So Jesus has just finished praying, and his disciples look at him and they see, what you do is so different to what I do. Remembering that the disciples would have grown up, they would have very religious people, they would have had prayers that they would recite, they would have had certain prayers that they pray at certain times of the year, being good Jewish boys, and they would have known what prayer was, but when Jesus spoke to the Father, they saw something in him, and it was different to what they knew. So one of the, one of the beginning approaches to prayer 
It's realizing that Jesus doesn't just give you a form of communication, because that's what we water down prayer to. We say, what is prayer? And we go, oh, it's talking to God. Do you agree? Yes, no, maybe? Should I sing a song to warm us up? <laughs> prayer is just me talking to God. Yes, but it's also when you are able to engage with the creator of the universe and he would hear your prayers and answer them. But our lived experience is like, well, I think a lot of prayers in my head and they don't get answered, so therefore, actually, I struggle with my prayer life. If I had to ask you, how many of you as those who call yourself believers and followers of Jesus feel like, I feel like my prayer life needs to grow or improve. Most of us go, yeah, that's me. We live with this sometimes understanding of like, I don't do it enough. I should do it more. I should want to do it, but I don't do it. And in actual fact, it starts with this. There is this desire in Jesus' disciples. They say, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? You with me? Just as John taught his disciples and Jesus said to them, when you, and this is a profound statement, it was for me. Maybe, maybe you guys are way more spiritual than me. When you pray, say. Not when you pray, think. When you pray, contemplate this in your mind. When you pray, consider this. No, no, Jesus says, when you pray, Open your mouth, speak to him and say this. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. And so, and there's a whole other teaching that Lucas can elaborate on at another point of how that is a template for how we pray, that we start by honoring God and we ask Him to meet provision in our life and we ask Him to deliver. That's not what I want to focus on this morning. I want to talk about a fundamental truth that we all know, and it's this. When you pray, say. When you pray, say something. Speak out. Don't sit with your mouth closed. Because for me, honestly, corporate prayers when I prayed out loud. I had very quiet times, not just quiet times. Do you know what I mean? It's like I wake up early in the morning, I'm going to have a quiet time with Jesus. And it's like, is he still sleeping or is that a quiet time? I can't quite tell the difference. Actually, a prayer life with Jesus looks significantly different. Isn't prayer so obvious? Isn't this such an obvious question? I want to ask you, when is the last time you saw God actively answer your prayers? Because that determines your willingness to pray again. I promise you, for me, when I don't feel like I see, and I'm going to give you some real life examples. When I would have a situation going on in my head. And it's stressful, and it's finances, and it's worrying, and it's business, and it's all of this stuff. And in my head, I'm anxious, and I'm stressed out, and, I'm, and I feel like I come to church, and I'm like, God, I'm carrying this stuff in my heart, and I give it to you. But nothing's coming out my mouth. It's all in my head. 
I'm living this in my head every single day. God, I'm so stressed out, but I give it to you, and I, I trust you to come, and would you help me in this situation? But not opening my mouth and speaking. And do you know what's strangely happening in that process? Nothing's happening. And I'm wondering, like, Lord, what is going on? What is going on? And there is a key to this, and we're going to get there, because there's, there's that, yeah, but what about, he knows what you're going to say before you say it. Yes, he knows what you're going to say before you say it. <laughs> there is something important about a praying church that are actually speaking out and asking God to step in and intervene in our life. And that's why I want to say to you, even as an unbeliever, you have the powerful radical change. Because if you speak out the prayer of faith, you can be saved from sin. It's the absolute greatest miracle. This, I want to show us just a little bit of God's character about what happens when people pray and speak out to Him. And do you know that when you pray for things, things that were not going to happen, if you pray about them, will happen. And things that were not going to happen will happen. Do you know that? Because we have become, as the church, superstitious in our prayers and beliefs. It's, we almost become fatalistic. We're just like, I'm going to pray about it, but God, whether or not whether or not there's an outcome that I want, you know, you just have your way. There is a, there is a faith that we are called that you realize when you, when you know who you're speaking to, you pray differently. I, I want to show you a few examples. In Exodus 32 verse 9. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone. This, can you imagine this type of prayer with God? I would be quite petrified, to be honest, if God says, leave me alone. <laughs> now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and I may destroy them. <sighs> then I will make you a great nation. So God's saying, Moses, just leave, leave me alone. Stop talking about them. I'll wipe them out and then you will succeed. That is God's plan in this moment. He's not saying, I might I might want to, I might not. God has got a plan in place. Going to wipe them out and make Moses, Moses successful. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord, his God. Lord, he said, why should you? He said. Not he thought, Lord. <laughs> Moses said, Lord. Let's go into like a third person view in the room where there is Moses on the mountain praying. He's not going, he's speaking out, Lord, why would your anger burn against your own people who you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Is, did God know this stuff? Totally. Was God, was Moses refreshing God's mind? Was Moses doing anything incredible that God didn't know? No. He knows everything. Why will the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that you brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? 
Turn from your face anger. Relent and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own safe, your own self. I will make, and then he reminds God, God, you even made a promise. This is, he's actively having this conversation with God. It's not all going, you know, like sometimes when your wife is arguing with you and you, you come up with the solution, you know, you've got that WhatsApp that's like, when you get home, we need to chat. And then you start already in the car. You're like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to say. And this is what I'm going to do. And by the time you get there, you've got all your case lined up and everything. And it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's like he is reminding God in prayer. Can you imagine how arrogant that must have sounded if you could have heard him? God, stop doing what you say you're going to do. You promised. Do you see what this prayer life looks? Is this how our prayer life looks? I think this is what Jesus' prayer life looked like, and that's why his disciples said, teach us to do that. How can you engage with him like a person? Because he is. Because that's how he wants to walk with us. That's how he wants to hear us. That's why he wants to answer us. You said, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised you, and will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. It's, a, it's one example where God was going to do this, and somebody prayed, and God didn't do what he was going to do. You have that same power to bring change. Another one in 2 Kings 20. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet, Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, this is what the Lord says. So often in church, somebody comes to the prophetic word and like, hey, listen, I feel this. This is not that. This is a prophet coming to the king and saying directly to him, the Lord says this. This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order, because you are going to die. And in case you had any hope, you will not recover. Just, let's just elaborate. You're going to die. And then we're like, okay, ooh, uh, uh, you will not recover. It's done. That's it. What's Hezekiah's response? Do you know that sometimes in our lives we face the greatest obstacles and circumstances? And as Christians who have the power to see God change that circumstance, sometimes in that moment we just say, okay, well, if the Lord wills it. Did the Lord will for him to die and not recover? Yes, he said it. Right now, your life, your calamity, your circumstance might be saying, you're going to die. This sucks. You're out. No more money. Income's a mess. Family is a mess. Life is a mess. You're done. It can feel like this is the will of God. But what happens? Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he prayed. He spoke out. He prayed. Remember, Lord. Again, reminding God. God does not have a bad memory. Remember, Lord, how I walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion, and I've done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. 
before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came back to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah. Can you imagine Isaiah? That, that's a, sometimes you miss it. You're like, I feel like the Lord is saying there's somebody here who wants to heal their knee. And nobody responds. And you're like, oh, I missed it. This is like, you've just told someone, you're going to die. You will not recover. And as he's on his way out, the Lord says, hang on, wait. He spoke to me. Go back. The Lord says to him, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says. I have heard. Why, why did he hear it? Because he spoke it out. I have heard your prayer. And I have seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day tomorrow, on the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord and I will add 15 years to your life. And then he also just adds on, like, and I will deliver you from this, this city, from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant. And so there is even moments where it's like, where it seems like even God himself is against what is going on in your life. And even in those moments, I'm telling you, you have the power to bring change if you pray. Not convinced. There's another story in Jonah 3. We all know the story of Jonah and the whale. Jonah gets given a message. Go and tell these people I'm going to wipe them out. Who knows why Jonah didn't want to go to them? Do you know why? Jonah didn't want to go to them because he knew God. Did you know that? He knew God and he knew his nature. And Jonah said this. This is what's going to happen. You're going to tell me that you're going to wipe them out. And they're going to get petrified. And then they're going to repent. And then you're not going to wipe them out. And I'm going to look like a fool. That's exactly what Jonah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to rather go and run away from you. And Literally, he was like, you're going to say you're going to do one thing. And then you go, they're going to ask, they're going to pray, they're going to reach out to you, and you're going to change what you said. What do you think happens in Jonah? Goes in the belly of the whale, eventually goes to Nineveh. He says, the Lord is going to wipe you out. And so all the people hear him, and immediately they pray. They, they put ashes, and they, they fast, and they mourn, and they cry out. And what does the Lord do? Okay, cool. I'm not going to wipe you out anymore. And Jonah's like, ah, oh, I knew you were going to do this. He goes and sulks under a tree for a few days. I mean, not a few days. A whole tree grows and dies, and there's a whole process. And it's the nature of God that when he hears your prayers, he brings change. It's not like, now there's a certain way that you have to pray. There is. It's like this. Speak out. Don't live in here. This is how we live. WhatsApping doesn't count. Hey, praying you have an incredible week this week. Just thought of you and wanted to encourage you. That's not praying. That's typing. It's not like the Lord said to Hezekiah and then he typed or he wrote on the wall. Lord, hear my status update. God, please deliver us. No. Speak out. Why? Because he desperately wants to have a relationship with you. The Lord is the one who pursues us. 
You don't need to pray for his sake. It's for your sake. It's for your faith. It's for your relationship. It's so that you will see him as he is, a God who loves you and wants to meet your needs. Like, oh, that's borderline faith. It is. It's called faith. It's not faith in prayer. I don't have faith in prayer, and I don't have faith in faith. I have faith in the one who hears my prayer. And the fact that there is a nature of God that he, he changes things when people pray. It's a part of his nature. That's what I've got faith in. And so just after in, in Luke just after in Luke 11, just after Ivan put it there, I'm going to tell you what he says. Just after Luke 11, 1 verse 4, Jesus says to them, okay, cool. So I want you to speak out and pray and pray like this. And then he says, and then this is how you pray. Imagine one of you have a friend who comes in the middle of the night and he needs something and he knocks on the door. And he knocks on the door and he knocks on the door. Eventually, just because he's knocking on the door at the middle of the night, you will get out of bed and you'll go and see what he needs. Just because he's making a noise at night. In the same way, be persistent when you pray. Don't give up. Don't stop. Stand at the door. Knock, knock, knock. Because everybody who knocks, the door will be open. To everybody who seeks, you will find. I'm telling you guys, in every aspect of our life, knock on the door. Don't stop. I shared this on Sunday, and I, I was feeling a little bit like, for me, this is very stretching. I, li I live in my head, I promise you. I even get messages from friends, and you can ask my wife. In my mind, I've replied, pushed sent, moved on with life. Then Sam's like, hey, did you reply to Sansa? Yeah, yeah, I said, it's cool, we'll see him next week. She's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, shucks, I just thought that. And I can just, and you know what? I've preached this. I felt the Lord change something inside of me. I, I've never seen so much answered prayer in one week. Not even my prayer, just other people. I, I, you can tell, I was like, you mean this is true? <laughs> Someone shared this morning a testimony that he's been, it's been a year where um, in his job he was uh, given uh, like a lump sum in the beginning of every year when you sign your contract, you get a lump sum. And um, so he got this lump sum, but his salary wasn't enough to cover his expenses. And so what would happen was every month he would draw out of that lump sum. And the whole year he's been praying in his head as he's a developer. Um, he's been praying, God, would you come and do something in our finances? And I work in this massive corporate, and it doesn't just work like, hey, I like your face, here's an increase. It's like there's protocols, and there's a whole way to go about it. And and I preached on Sunday, and after Sunday, he's like, I feel challenged, and he wrote down a list, and this morning he told us he's changed it from a numbered list to a checklist, because he's got this faith that I'm not just praying through things, I'm praying for things, and then God's going to mark it off, and I'm praying for things, and he's going to mark it off, and so he's praying, and he's like, God, you know my situation, I need more money. <gasps> it's like, I, I, everything's more expensive, I haven't got enough, I need you to come through for me. And he prays it out loud for the first time. The next morning he goes to work. 
This happened on Monday. I'm not like, this is not a 30-year-old story to try and build our faith. He goes to work, and his manager says to him, hey, listen, we've got a meeting to discuss the project, but before we do, uh, you're up for review. So can we just quickly talk about your rating? And basically, they have a scale, and you rate yourself, and then your manager rates you, and then that determines what happens. And so he rates himself just below what justifies an increase so that his manager can move it or not. And his manager says to him, no ways. You've given yourself 2.9. I'm giving you 4.5. You're going to get a bonus, a retention bonus, and an increase. And he put down the phone and he was like, what just happened? I prayed. You heard me. And you answered. And what starts to happen is the more we speak out and pray and see God move, it changes the way we pray moving forward. And then every time you have a situation, it, you don't have to ask God, God, give me a desire to pray. If you feel that way, it's because you're not praying and seeing God move. When you see God move in your life, prayer becomes your first go-to. It becomes the first thing that you do. I promise you, there is no circumstance here this morning that cannot be met with prayer. There is nothing. From the greatest need of salvation to the smallest need, like daily provision. Every single need that we have in our life, Jesus wants to answer. And he does this by coming to the cross. And this is what the Bible says about even those, if we can have the faith to believe, if you believe, if you see what Jesus did for you and believe that he died on the cross to take away your sins, to bring you into a relationship with him, if you believe that and you're willing to speak that out and pray it, you will be saved. He can sort out your greatest need through prayer. How much more can he sort out your daily needs for, with prayer? Getting close to landing. You know, what you start to see in the Bible is after Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, what is the first things they do when he leaves? Did he say, okay, I'm going to go now. You need to just go and pray. And then when you pray, something's going to happen. No. The disciples learned in the whole time that they walked with Jesus if there is one person we need in our life to be helping us do anything, it's him. And so the second he left, they didn't know what was coming with the Holy Spirit. They didn't know what it meant when he said, I'm going to give you the helper. He didn't know what that meant. All they knew was when he left, they were like, we need to go and speak to him. We need to go and ask him, what do we do now? Where do we go? How do we do it? And so you watch prayer is birthed in the New Testament. And it's not birthed in this ritual that we have of let's pray to our father and ask him and lord would you provide our needs and no 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 they went to go to the room and to speak father jesus can you imagine what that first prayer was like they've just seen him ascend into heaven are you there hello you said you're going to sit at his right hand are you there can you help us we don't know what to do Prayer is not this like where you quote scripture and you sound profound and you have to come with this amazing theology of how to pray and what to say. Ecclesiastes 5.3 has this great analogy. It says, God is on heaven. You are on earth. Make your words few. 
Literally, it's written in the Bible. You don't have to, Jesus taught them, don't pray. You know like those guys who come with the robes and they're fancy and everyone thinks they're amazing and they, they waffle off amazing scriptures and they, don't pray like them. And what he did tell them to do is, when you pray, you go close the door, you get in your quiet place, you pray. And when you pray, you knock, 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 knock. You ask God until you get the things that you're asking for. I've heard so many stories of whenever revival is broken out, they say they go to the, there was one story in particular, I can't remember exactly it was, um, the historians will know, but where they went to a house where there was this, the, a massive revival broke out, and when they went to this person's house, next to their bed, there were, on the wooden floors, there was these dents in the wooden floor where it had been worn away, where every single day before bed, this guy would get down on his knees and pray out loud and ask God to bring revival. And they say, do you want to know where revival starts? There, on the floorboards, with persistence of prayer. The things that God has called you to, the plans and the hopes and the future and the, 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 the daily needs that you have, do you know where the beginning of that being answered is? There, on the floorboard, when you cry out to God continually for the same things over and over and over because the nature of God, the nature of God, it's who He is, is that when we pray and we ask Him, He will do something. He will bring change. And it's like, I, when I preached this the first time, I said to Sam, there's even, I don't even want to, and so if someone does have this as a word afterwards, I'm not attacking you, I don't want to balance this, because you know what happens? We preach this, and then this is what we do. Oh, guys, I just wanted to share testimony about when God didn't answer my prayer. And um, what happened was, is you need to just keep praying, because you don't know. I'm telling you this. If God hasn't answered your prayer, just keep praying. Just keep asking him. Yeah, but what if it's da 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 I'm saying, you'll find out the answer if you just keep praying. If you're praying wrongly, you don't need me to tell you you're praying wrongly. The Lord will speak to you. He will answer your prayer. If there's things in your life, if, if you're saying, God, deliver me from my circumstance. God, deliver me from my circumstance. And it's your heart attitude that's keeping you in bondage. He'll tell you. You don't need someone else to tell you that, no, stop praying, check your heart, go through your life. God is mystical. We don't know. Like every now and then you get the formula right and then he answers and then he does and then he doesn't. And so you try and like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like prayer almost becomes like this superstitious thing that we do. Like, okay, well, when I got up really early, then he answered my prayer that time. So maybe I have to get up really early. Maybe, maybe like God's operating hours are like around America time zones or... Um, <laughs> Maybe there's, there's this special way that I have to connect with him, or maybe it has to be on my knees. Or, no, it's just pray and continue to pray and continue to knock, and he will answer. And sometimes the answer is, God, i got no money. Help me. And he's like, okay, cool. Like, take everything that you have and sell it, and you'll have money. Oh, no, that, that's... That's not what I want. <laughs> but he will answer you. He will answer you. He wants you to speak to him. That's the God that we serve. I want to close with this. 
if anything this morning, if anything that you can get out of this message, it's this. I want you to have faith in the one that we pray to. And when you do, you do not find prayer difficult. I don't want to pray for anybody for a desire to pray. You don't, have, you don't struggle to pray when you believe that your prayers will be answered and that He hears you. The Bible is incredible. There are so many things you can look at in prayer that, you know, a righteous man, God hears a righteous man's prayer. Or if you're not treating your wife very well, don't expect your prayers to be heard. There's, there's simple stuff that the Bible is full of. But the one thing that it's consistent with is we need to pray. We need to pray. If you don't pray, we're going to be like everybody else. Relying on fate. Relying on the luck of the draw. Too often, I've seen believers live this way. That I, and I want to close with how I started. That the sum of our life and what we've lived, we just feel like everything that I know is that if I just pray this way or this way, then this is what happens with God. Or he's not going to answer me, or he's not going to. And I want to tell you this morning, there is the power to see change and to do it differently. And it starts with when Jesus said to his, his disciples said to Jesus, teach us to pray. And he said, start by doing this. Say this. This morning I'm telling you, if you want to see change, if you want to see God move, if you want to hear him, you need to ask him. Can I pray with us? And then you can go where you want.